This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, March 16th, we are joined today by Sarah Dockersloot. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Gary, and welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corewell Health. I'm just really delighted today to have Heather Alberta from the Ottawa County Department of Health to talk with us about the work of the Migrant Health Task Force and its work on behalf of the migrant farm worker community in Ottawa County. And she is joining me via Zoom. Good morning, Heather. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks so much for having me this morning. I, well, I'm just especially delighted because as I was looking at the questions and, and what you're going to talk about, I realized that I really was not aware of this task force and all that it's doing for the migrants in our community. And, you know, it's hard to believe, but the West Michigan growing season is getting underway and we can expect migrant farm workers to begin arriving in Ottawa County to support the agricultural industry as early as this month. And this task force is a community collaborative which works to address issues related to the health and well-being of the migrant farm worker community. So I'm just really interested. Tell us about this task force and a little bit about how it came to be. Yes. So we are in our third year of the task force, but really this work um, started over 20 years ago with one of my um, former colleagues, Barb Cote. And she was kind of one of the kind of the front runner in kind of gathering information around the health um, of our migrant farm workers here in Ottawa County. And since then, that work was kind of it wasn't necessarily put on the shelf per se, but um, it was kind of been in, in kind of in our forethoughts, and we've been thinking about you know the health of our migrant workers, the important in part that they play in our community. And so, about two years ago, uh, my colleague Amy Sheely and I along with some others, wrote a grant um, to kind of rebirth that that health survey and kind of bring that work back to life again. And so we are in our third year now of a grant that focuses on the health and well-being of the migrant farm workers. Um, and we've been doing a lot of projects around um, kind of the collaboration with other agencies, as well as uh, working with our growers in our community and improving or working towards improving the health of um, and access for our migrant health workers. So you mentioned that it's a collaborative and, you know, that's always exciting when we hear that word, because as you said, you know, we depend on the migrants, the growers depend on the migrants to come in and help us. So talk a little bit about some of the organizations that are part of this task force. Yeah. So in our community, we have well over 20 agencies um, that are represented on our migrant health task force. So anything obviously from the Ottawa County Department of Public Health, um, Community Action Agency, Community Action House, uh, LAUP, um, West Ottawa and Grand Haven Migrant Summer School Programs. Um, we have our faith community involved, as well as our local um, Migrant Resource Council, um, members who work with um, MDHHS, InterCare. So it's definitely a collaborative from around, um, from around the county. Well, and when you think about that, you know, when you think about the uh, migrants coming in, you know, they need housing, they need access to, uh, you know, I'm surprised, you know, I'm not surprised, I guess I shouldn't be, you know, when you talk about schooling, um, you know, is this a time, you know, where um, migrants, children can be educated, um, they need access to food, 
all of, of, of what's involved in that. Um, you know, when migrants come in, you said they come in now, how long do they usually stay then? Through the growing season? Yeah, so the growing season, you know, is is different. So here in early spring, we think more about like nurseries, right? Preparation with shrubs and trees when we think about, right, getting our yards ready for landscaping. Um, and then we kind of move to asparagus. We have a blueberry season, right? Um, and then strawberries. And then later in the fall, we have an apple season. And so it really depends on kind of um, the growers and obviously the, what, what season we're in, in terms of what workers are going to be here in our community. And some workers will come er, as early as March and they will transition through the different um, growing seasons. So some of our blueberry workers will do the, you know, be here in July and work through um, the beginning of September. And then they may go further north, like to Coopersville and, Con and Conklin, and then work, um, work with the apple season. Um, so it just depends. Um, so thank you for that background. And and like you say, you know, we have so many different seasons and we're blessed to have all mm -hmm. of that here. And, you know, we need to be able to, um, you know, get it for people to, 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 to purchase and to buy. So, you know, we know that agricultural is an integral part of the Ottawa County economy and it requires a healthy workforce. Um, so one of the first things that the task force did was complete the first migrant health survey in 20 years. Um, so talk about, did you discover that there were any barriers to good health um, for migrants as a result of this assessment? Yeah, so we were able to actually survey over 300 migrant farm workers um, in our first year of our grant. So helping us kind of to get establish that baseline of what um, what is what are the health of our farm workers, and we also used questions that were com um, comparable to our community health needs assessment. So we could be able to compare the health of our migrant farm workers to the health of our general population here in Ottawa County. And what we found was that um, you know farm workers in general were um, needed additional care for health, mental health, as well as dental. So there were barriers to, to obtaining those services. We also um, looked, we also, it also revealed to us that there were um, substantial language barriers so that things were not either being communicated to them in Spanish or um, when they were receiving documents that they were not um, in Spanish or they were maybe um, written at a, at a too high of a reading level that they weren't able to understand what was being um, given to them or said to them. Um, we also looked at they had um, barriers to accessing fresh fruits and vegetables. And one of the other things that was surprising to us was that they also, um, in terms of like we think of our social circle or who we depend on, right? If we're sick, who can we call to bring us to the doctor? Or if we, you know, during COVID, if we needed someone to run errands for us or just someone to talk to, that they had actually a very limited social circle. So feeling that disconnect, because obviously they are many miles away from their families. Um, and some of them, you know, travel with their family, but not everyone does. And so some of there was this disconnect, you know, from just feeling connected to the communities and with others um, within their um, within their housing or with their um, with their grower itself. So, you know, like you say, you now you've identified um, those issues. So then I'm assuming that your task force created a strategic plan to identify some of those issues. And you're now in year three of your work. So talk about, you know, some of the things that you've identified. You're talking about language barriers. You're talking about, you know, access to healthy food, um, some dental needs, some health needs, you know, that aspect of feeling isolated and, you know, not having someone to go with. 
what have you done um, to make life better for the migrants that we so depend on? Yeah. So a few of the initiatives that we have been working on that we'll be working on for this fiscal year include a migrant resource guide. So within that guide, it contains information on all the Spanish speaking churches in our community, all the um, Latinx owned grocery stores or other places where they might want to go and shop. Uh, we included all of our health and human health and human services. So things like where can they go to the doctor? Where can they find dental? If they need mental health help, if they need access to food. Um, and so we were able to put that together into one booklet um, that is in English and in Spanish with the descriptions of all the services. So similar to calling 211, but now all that information is in, in a booklet um, for them to be able to access. And the, along with that, we were we also put together welcome bags. And so we reach out to growers and ask them, you know, how many workers they're expecting or how many housing units they have. And we've been putting together welcome bags that include, um, you know, welcome to Ottawa County. Like we appreciate that you're here. Here are some staples like shampoo, bar soap, um, paper towels, toilet paper, some of the staples, because many of them when they're arriving, right, are just coming with the, their own, their clothing and not any of the kind of essentials that they may need for that, that first few days or first few weeks. And so we've been providing those welcome bags for our growers and for the migrant farm workers themselves. Um, we've also put together um, in collaboration with Community Action agency, um, food commodity boxes. So we're going to be doing a food distribution um, and St. Pat's Church in Grand Haven is helping to supplement some culturally appropriate foods. So things like masa, corn, um, stewed tomatoes, rice and beans to supplement some of those um, those food commodity um, boxes that we'll be distributing as well. And we hope to distribute about 700 of those boxes this year to our migrant farm workers. Um, we'll also be doing um, dental assessments. So last year we were able to serve um, at one camp, looking, um, doing some cleanings, some screenings. Um, if it was above and beyond things that we were able to do on our dental van, we collaborated with Intercare um, to refer them over there for a more extensive dental care if it was needed. Um, and last year too, we also did what was called Together in Grand Haven. So kind of when we talked about, you know, connecting with others in the community. So we collaborated with First Pick Farms um, in West Olive. And we also collaborated with the Momentum Center and utilized their bus for transportation. So every Sunday we were at First Pick Farms and we were able to transport um, workers if they wanted to go to Walmart to get groceries, if they wanted to go to the laundromat, if they wanted to go to Mass and then participate in a lunch after Mass um, at St. John's Church. Um, and then. We also did like fun things like we they had never been to the beach before. So we drove everybody out to the Grand Haven Beach and they were just like amazed um, at what, you know, the community did have to offer. And so we had a lot of participants take advantage of that busing um, on Sundays to run errands. And again, they were all together. So that sense of community um, within um, within that. And then we also did a veggie van distribution. So in collaboration with Corwell, um, Ottawa Food and with Community Action Agency, we were able to distribute fresh fruits and vegetables um, to the migrant farm workers as well. Wow, you know, when I hear that listing, it just makes me feel very proud of, you know, what we're doing, because some of the things that we take for granted, like you say, being able to go to the beach, or to the laundromat, 
or to have fellowship or to be able to go to your place of worship. They are so important to us and why we, we give that opportunity mm -hmm. to our migrant folks who are coming in and to be able to have a resource guide, um, you know, that they can have um, to be able to see, you know, if they need those services during the time they're here, that is so important. So thank you for that great work. You know, one thing, you know, we think about is, you know, the migrants are here. And as you said, you know, they might be um, harvesting um, asparagus or picking blueberries or picking apples and they're giving us that access to that fresh fruit but you know I think what I heard you say is they may not have access to that themselves so you know you mentioned you had the veggie van and you're working with the community action agency are there other things that you are doing to give them the ability to have access to that themselves yeah so last year during the summer we uh, reached out to um some of the growers that we had collaborated with and said hey we um are working with corwell with community action house as well as ottawa food and a local farmer who had planted um, again culturally appropriate things that would be uh, beneficial for our migrant um, farm workers and so we went to i believe five or camp five camps twice during the during the summer the time that they were here and we did a full um, you know, veggie distribution. So they were able to get bags with fresh fruits and vegetables, along with information on how to cook these things. Um, and we were it was a real success um, with that kind of, again, that collaboration between all those agencies, as well as a local farmer, right, to, um, who was growing the food for the veggie band as well. So there has to be a sense of accomplishment. You know, I mean, you're in year three, and we only have about a minute left in this, in this <laughs> broadcast. Um, what gives you your personal satisfaction in this role? That's my first question. And then how can community members get involved? I think the satisfaction is just getting to see um, and build that relationship with the growers and with the migrant farm workers, because then when that relationship is built, we're also building in trust and then we're seeing them come back year after year, which is beneficial to us, right? it's beneficial to the community and it's beneficial to the grower um, as well. And so just building that sense of community with those workers who, you know, re return year after year. And for those individuals who may be interested in be, you know, more information or being involved, I invite them to reach out to our Migrant Resource Council, which is at AOB at gmail.com um, and they can participate in our Migrant Resource Council, which also um, hits both Allegan, Ottawa and um, Barrie counties, or they can reach out to me um, and uh, inquire more about the task force or we have stuff on Facebook where people can donate, um, donate funds to help assist with some of the programming that we're doing as well. Thanks for being here until next week. Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corewell Health wishes you well and thanks for what you're doing. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.